This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Pitching side of things here last couple of trips to the rotation. Much better for Josiah Gray over his last three starts. He has a 3.12 ERA, 17 innings and 16 hits, 18 strikeouts. You know, those are about the numbers you're looking for. A punch out per inning, a couple more Ks than hits allowed is a really good sign. Has given up four homers in those outings, but they've been one or, or two run homers, which is the key for him. You can't have those crooked numbered home runs. Average against it, 232. So he's really after a, a brutal stretch. I mean, a rough patch to his season, and that's going to happen First full year, dog days of the summer. He looks to have kind of locked it back in and and made some strides again. Uh, The last two starts since coming back to the rotation for Patrick Corbin have been better. One against the Cubs, one against the Padres. Now, I see a lot of people are are thrilled and and giddy and talking about him having, you know, turned some corner. His ERA in those two starts is five. Okay, it's (laughs) 4.8. So everyone relax. It's six runs and 11 and a third, but it's 15 hits and 11 and a third. So only, you know, one plus hits per inning rather than the two that he was averaging over the last several starts. Before that, he's only got six strikeouts, not missing a lot of bats in those 11 innings, but also compared to to previously, you could say only four walks. Whip is 1.7. Average against in those two starts, 326. These are really, really troubling bad numbers, but it speaks to how awful it had been that we're all saying that he has made major improvements. I know. At least you can like justify pitching him because they got to a point, the reason they took him out of the rotation was that they couldn't do that, and he has been better than what was rock bottom right before they removed him from the rotation. They got a good six-inning outing from Corey Abbott at one point who's been okay. These last couple trips to the rotation, he's got a four-and-a-half. Anibal Sanchez has had his best back-to-back starts here last two times through. 3.60 earn on average for him, 10 innings, and eight strikeouts and five walks. He's given up four runs. I saw this stat, by the way, while we're talking about the Nats rotation and starting pitching. I'm sure you've seen this because it's been everywhere. But in case you guys haven't, I wanted to read this because it's just the craziest thing that I've ever heard. Uh, The Nationals have gone... 39 consecutive games without a starting pitcher winning a game. 39 consecutive games without a starter getting a win. And that is the longest stretch in Major League Baseball since 1901. I hadn't seen that. And figuratively, it feels like I just took a Louisville slugger to the gut. I know it's bad. But anytime you find a way to quantify it just to let you know how bad it is <laughs> by doing it that way, wow, that is a pretty staggering number. And they've won a few games here and there, as you as you uh, you know correctly identified. That is absolutely stunning, it's and that's nuts. almost impossible to do. Yeah. Um, to Corbin first, I did this once this year where I did a thing where my voice went up, and I was like, maybe it's different, and maybe he's turned the corner. I will believe it after months. I will not do a couple start adjustments uh, or, or eyeline adjustments after a couple okay starts after they gave him kind of some extra rest. Again, credit to him for taking the ball every fifth day and getting shelled. That's probably not the most fun for a competitive athlete to just be bad. But, uh, you know, I guess that's the most positive thing you could say is that he's he's answered the bell every time. Uh, to, to, to Josiah Gray, I've been pretty impressed just generally. Again, the overall numbers don't blow you away. You're already in the mid-fours at, at this point. But there have been enough of those flashes where, and again, I'm not breaking any ground here. This is obviously a, a highly touted prospect for good reason, where you're kind of going, I see it. 
I see when it can be really good. And given he leads the league in home runs allowed at this point, by the way, which, you know, obviously you don't want that, but I think it's emblematic of how people don't want to fall behind against him. Right when they when they bet fastball, they get fastball and they, got, they kind of roll pole and they kind of open up and go. I think and hitting those solo home runs, I think, is kind of a byproduct of that. Remember when Max Scherzer had this bugaboo, right? Is anybody criticizing Max Scherzer for anything? Of course not. He's a superstar. He's incredible. You don't want to get down in the count to this guy. You don't want to be an 0-2, 1-2, even two two counts against Gray because he's got some put away. So I, I sort of see that as kind of a natural byproduct of him trying to make sure he establishes strike one. There's a there's a fine line between getting ahead of the count at all costs and making sure those are quality strikes that you, they can't tank you on. I think that's kind of the next phase of his development, of course, along with that, we'll, we'll sort of call it a third pitch, maybe even a fourth pitch in terms of that changeup, throwing it enough, having it be effective enough just to get those guys off your, your fastball breaking ball combo. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the advanced numbers for him, average exit velocity is in the 70th percentile, expected batting average is in the 81st percentile. Strikeout percentages in the 73rd percentile, whiff percentages in the 74th percentile. So, a lot of positive a, numbers yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of things to like. Fastball, velo, 65th percentile. has got plenty of, of velocity. Hard hit percentage, 55th percentile. What I find a little bit more alarming, first of all, you got to cut down on the walks, right? Absolutely. Because he's in the 23rd percentile in walks. So, automatically, you're getting yourself in trouble there that's unnecessary. I think for his stuff, he doesn't get enough chases. And I don't know why that is, but they got to go back to the lab on that because he's in the 30th percentile in chase rate. I'd expected more out of that. I, that's a surprising number to me. I mean, slider curveball are so good and mm-hmm. get so many swings and misses that, to me, you should be able to throw those pitches out of the zone and get swings and misses. But I think that can be indicative that he's not ahead in the count enough. That's I think that's a good point. I'd also say you get you get high fastball chases based on those breaking pitches, right? You change guys' eye lines a little bit, sure. and all of a sudden they're they're watching that curveball go, to, you know, twelve to six on the clock. And next thing you know, they're the, the next one stays straight, and you've already started your swing path. You don't see that a lot from him, and that that's a surprising number. Uh, I also saw on base. I'm looking at baseball savant right now, and this just surprises me. So they give you extension as a percentile, which I believe is kind of. It matters visually because if the pitcher looks like they're on top of you or not. Yep. And it's weird because he's got that long stride, right? I would have thought his extension, like he has the ball way out in front of him. Fourth percentile on that. So I don't know if that's something mechanically that they would look at or care about this offseason. If that might make 95 look like 97 mm. or help you a little bit in How that How it plays, way. yeah. That's probably his worst overall rank among his peers. Uh, he gets barreled too much, fifth percentile. Yep. So 95 pitchers out of every 100 avoid the barrel. And it tells me he's missing in the fat part of the strike zone just too often probably, uh, a little bit too frequently, particularly in, in fastball counts. So those are just a you know deep dive into some of the uh, specifics for um, Josiah Gray. And I like percentiles because, again, it, it quantifies it for you and makes it make sense in the way of what is everyone else doing in this category rather than just giving you standalone numbers. Uh, a couple of bullpen arms to talk about here during this stretch. So I'm going to go last month, basically the trade deadline on, uh-huh. okay, um, just as a breakdown. Erasmo Ramirez has been great. I'll put him in the Manessis category of get us to the finish line. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But based on his age and everything, he may be back here next year, may not. In the grand scheme of things, just doesn't matter a whole lot. A guy who does is Kyle Finnegan. They did not trade him. Uh, they moved him into the, the late-inning role to get save opportunities. He's 5-for-6 six since the deadline in save chances. He's pitched in 10 games. He's got a 1.5 ERA, a 2-0 and record, 11 innings, just 8 strikeouts. 
but also only six hits. He's got a .8 whip, which is great. He's got a 167 average against, which is really, really good. Finnegan's percentile dive this year is pretty interesting. So, you know, he throws 96-97 for the most part. Uh, he's 91st percentile in, in fastball velocity. He's got great extension, 73rd percentile, which we just talked about. But some things that stand out to me. Strikeout percentage, 71st percentile. Expected batting average, 67th. Whiff percentage, 67th. All very, very good. He doesn't get a lot of chases out of the zone, 25th percentile. His walk percentage, like Josiah Gray's, is too high, mm-hmm. 39 percentile. But he get when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. His average exit velocity is in the 10th percentile. That surprises me with his stuff. Hard hit percentage, 6th percentile. Now, what we're seeing here, Danny, is that he doesn't get hit very often. And and there's plenty of swing, swing and miss, and, and there's plenty of times where there's no contact. But barrel percentage is below average. Hard hit percentile is way, way, way too low. Average exit velocity, all that stuff, not ideal. So I'm just curious how they get to a point. And again, for me, that might mean you're just missing big part of the plate, but where you lower some of those numbers. Because if you're not giving up a lot of hits, but they're extra base hits, your numbers just look way worse than they actually should be, right? Yeah. If those are singles or they're bloop shots or they're getting caught in the outfield because they're not hit very hard, very, very different than your rare time where, where someone squares you up, they hit the ball over the fence. It's an oddity. And I and if I had the answer, I would just text Mike Rizzo and we'd solve it and we'd move on to the next thing. I'm sure it, Mike Rizzo would love to hear your take. Like, oh, hey, hey, Danny, thanks for chiming in. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love it. But it's a that's a really strange set of phenomenon. The, the low chase rate, again, kind of is surprising. And it's one of it's it's I'm doing my best to explain it here because I don't have an answer. I want you to keep that in mind as I'm giving you an answer. Again, I don't have one. I'm wondering if it's, as you said, the misses are fat misses. And I'm wondering if maybe every, let's call it, third time that he's trotting out there, he doesn't have his A stuff. And I know the, the radar gun will say the same thing, but there's just a, there's a flatness to it. Maybe your spin rate is reduced, or maybe there's something that we're not necessarily that gets kind of hidden in the overall numbers. So that one day where he's his 96 doesn't play like 96, it plays like 90, and he gets tattooed and... It looks bad, and then the next couple of times it's kind of a okay. He's just you know throwing the ball by people. Really, really challenging to, to to figure out the exact phenomenon there. But I don't know. That's that's my best case hypothesis with with Finnegan because there's a lot to like as, as you kind of touched on. the The thing that's got to increase to me is that chase rate. That that's something that I think because then all of a sudden you could start stealing strikes. You get guys to have to guess and look for certain things. That number being as low as it is, I wonder if you need more depth and bite on, on that breaking pitch. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, a couple other guys that stand out here so far uh, in this month post-deadline in terms of relief pitching. Uh, I have always liked Hunter Harvey's stuff. Me too. Uh, he was a first-round pick by the Orioles back when I was really following the Orioles closely. And he's been good. 13 appearances at 270 RA, 13 in the third innings, 14 strikeouts. His whip's barely over one. His average against is 213. A lot of things to like. He throws hard. I saw him touch 100 a couple of times at Nats Park yep. uh, in an outing I was at. Uh, he is 97th percentile in fastball velocity. Here's what I found interesting, though. His spin rate is in the 7th percentile, and that's not new. Last year, he was 16th percentile, but in 2020, he was 15th, and when he broke into the big leagues in 2019, he was 22nd. It seems like everyone else is you know, trying to, to improve that spin rate, and he's fallen in those ratings a little bit, but it's never been a strength of his. I'd love to get him into a lab this offseason if I'm the Nats to just, you know, that's that's not something you can completely change, but it is something if it's an emphasis maybe with the technology you have now. 
And I don't know, a guy like him's probably never going to have an elite spin rate. It's just not how he throws the ball. It's not part of his game. But can you turn 7th percentile back into 20th? You know, some, Is there enough edutronic cameras and Repsoto machines? And is there some laboratory with uh, Kyle Bodie or some guy at Driveline or something where next thing you know that spin – because when you're throwing 97 percentile velocity, we're talking about 98, 99 miles an hour. In fact, his his average velocity this year at times and outings has been 98-plus. And for that to be the case and you still to get hit with the fastball occasionally, you'd love to help yourself out a little bit. I don't know what the answer is. Someone smarter than me would have to figure that out. But it sure would be nice if, even if he would have won before the seven, he was 17th percentile yep. in, in, in spin rate. Just changes the game. Again, that's another oddity. It's I can't tell you how hard it is to throw that hard without having at least a, a league average spin rate. That's that is incredible. It just gives you the idea of the of the body strength, arm strength, and the whip that he's able to do. I mean, that for a lot of guys really starts with grip. And I wonder if that's as you said, kind of let's get in the lab and and sort of build our pitches from scratch, right? Because you know when you're, when for example, Sean Doolittle, who, who you mentioned already now, unfortunately he's been hurt this year. But when he was coming back from a number of his injuries and he was like 86, 87, 88 miles an hour, he went into the lab to try to throw harder. Right, because he's always had that really good spin rate. So his ninety plays like ninety six, and his ninety four plays like one hundred and two. We've always seen that, and gets that extra carry, and it looks like the ball's hydroplaning a little bit. Right. Well, for someone that's already got the velocity, that's now pitch design, pitch creation. You know, maybe it comes off your fingertips this way, so that you're not gripping it as tight, or it's this and that. It's just again, it's fascinating that that could you could do that, throw that hard without even again an average spin rate. Like he, he gets the spin rate that a. Uh, 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 a high school sophomore is getting, you know, it, it really is incredible. And it's a tiny sample, obviously, but I mean, you're averaging 97 plus on your fastball and the slug against that pitch is 632. Now that's only because he's given up five hits and 19 at bats mm-hmm. and it's two triples and a homer. But I, you know, the point being that really could be a great pitch for him. It's got to be located more than anything else, but there's some things obviously that you could tweak as well.